football too. The offensive line hasn't been there, and the Chiefs are. This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Bet MGM tonight, PJ Glasser, Trista Crick, hour four here on a Wednesday. Hawks 141-134 over the Thunder, a minute 10 to go. Miami up 92-82 to over Clemson with 33 seconds to go. So Clemson going Don't to drop me. to 11-2. to Miami, I know. Don't I'm, remind I'm me. Sorry, Trista, I know. I move my body like a cyclone. We were on that one with the U. Fortunately, not gonna. Uh, we had him in a parlay, so it doesn't matter. We already had Providence, who didn't. Who made three points, Trista? Providence had three points in a ten-minute span. Terrible. In the first half. It's absolutely terrible stuff. Not great. Not great. We do have Arizona and Colorado coming up on Thursday in college basketball tomorrow. It's going to be a very good game. Arizona's struggled though as of late a little bit, so. Miami's going to win 95-82. That game's final. Knicks up 64-59 right now on the Bulls Watch as well. Watch out for our Thunder. Ooh-wee. 141-134. 55 seconds to go. The Thunder are trying to make it a game, Let's PJ. see if they can make it a game. So we will keep you posted on what's going on there. Let's check in with Patrick Everson, senior reporter, Vegas insider, joining us on a Wednesday. Pat, happy new year to you, my friend. Always great seeing you. Our championship matchup is set in college football for Washington and Michigan. What can you tell us about what you think the book probably needs? I would think the under and Washington would be my guess. I'm thinking the public's going to like Michigan in the game. It's a little... First off, thanks to both of you for having me on tonight, and Happy New Year to both of you. It's a little iffy. It kind of depends on the book, but listen, MGM... There's going to be a ton of volume on this game to come over the next few days, and a lot of it's not going to come in until Monday, as we always talk about on here, that you know money often comes in, uh, almost always comes in closer to kickoff. But that said, BetMGM dodged a major bullet with Michigan getting eliminated. They had a $205,500 bet, 205.5K, on, I believe it was on Michigan. Hang on a second. Let me double-check my numbers here. It was. I'm sorry. My my apologies. I think it was Alabama. Actually, is what it was. So they needed Alabama out. And once they got Alabama out, it was Alabama. My apologies, but it still holds. They needed Alabama out because that bet would have paid out 1.233 million dollars. So they're not unhappy with this setup at all. And that you know, I'm sure there's still a a, a need. Uh, so to speak, and, and and whatever it is could could certainly grow between now and Monday night. But getting that Alabama book, Alabama bet off the books, I talked to Seamus McGee about this a few times, really throughout the course of the season, and then more so over the last few weeks while we're waiting for these college football playoff semis. Is like, look, we got to get we got to get Alabama out if if we do nothing else on Monday, and they got Alabama out, so I think they're happy with that. Now, I have heard a few odds makers, PJ, express concern with Washington because. Uh, uh, in part due to 
they were a real popular play, and I believe at BetMGM as well, most books were seeing more tickets and money on Washington against Texas. Further, I've had a couple of odds makers express to me, and not necessarily BetMGM among them, but um, Washington, you could have had it much larger numbers earlier in the season or in the preseason than you ever could have gotten Michigan at. Michigan was always a very short price, always among the favorites, uh, was the favorite for a period of time back and forth. They were kind of juggling back and forth with Georgia until the playoff was announced, and then it became, you know, Michigan became, you know, settled in as the favorite among the final four teams. So don't be surprised if they end up needing the favorite here. They will almost certainly need the under. People are going to be, you get the, one odds maker told me, especially when you're talking championship games, you draw an even broader audience than you're already drawing for big college football games or even big NFL games. When it's a championship game, you're getting even more people involved. You're getting more of those casual recreational bettors involved, people who maybe only bet a few times a year at most, and they want to be entertained, and Washington is entertaining. Michael Penix Jr. is entertaining. So... Uh, don't be surprised if, if this turns out uh, with Michigan being the need, unless there's some mm. futures bets out there that are dictating otherwise. So week 18, good stuff there on the college football playoff and the championship <sighs> there, because I think my initial thought too, like PJ would have been that a lot of people would have been on Michigan, right? Yeah. Uh, just because the Pac-12 mm-hmm. gets so slept on. But over in the NFL, Pat, like you look at week 18 yes. and it's so difficult to bet because you've got a lot of players sitting out situations where teams really don't need this win and you're not really sure if the starters do play, how long they're going to play for, and then you balance that with player props with all kinds of money incentives happening. Uh, how do mm-hmm. you look at betting if you're if you're looking through all of that and like what are the books needing? It, has there been much volume? Like I feel like a lot of bettors might be a little confused. I think they might be, and it's and look, just so people know, pre-show, we do try to go back and forth a little bit on what we're going to talk about, but Tristan and I didn't discuss this at all, and just as it turns out, I've got some great comments that I just got a little bit ago from a professional better on the difficulties of Week 18, and a comment earlier today from Seamus McGee at BetMGM, he's our top trader, on these player props and, and, and player incentives and how those factor into it. So I can literally give you some really fresh stuff, some really fresh insight on this. So I'm going to start with Randy McKay. He's a professional better, generally likes to bet on the NFL. Side note, the guy is a slot machine maven. I mean, it's really, you need to spend time with him. He can walk around a casino floor and be like, okay, we need to play this one. And he's, you know how random slots are, but I don't know. He's got a rain man thing going on, I guess. So, that notwithstanding, what he said literally just a few minutes before I came on the show tonight, um, uh, he noted that week 18 is basically an information week, much like preseason games. He said first halves may have more value. He kind of likes, he's kind. He didn't, I don't think he's betting it, but he, he mentioned Baltimore first half. He said, will teams rise, rise up for what will be a coach's last game? For example, the New England Patriots. And he's actually playing Patriots on the money line, uh, even at the minus money, because he thinks there's something to that in this case. And then, Trista, to your you know, point about player incentives and how that factors into player props and all that, uh, this, again, this is from, uh, from Seamus McGee earlier today. And what he said was, it, look, it's an angle, and you certainly 
with so many teams involved and so many players and so many different levels of incentives, there's probably gaps you can find there, you know, slots you can find where you should be playing, where you might be getting a better number than you ought to based, you know, if you've handicapped it out or whatever. But what Seamus McGee noted was the last few years, that's become a big angle. But in his opinion, the markets have started to bake that in more, uh, especially mm-hmm. this year. And he said, just like any market, if we see sharp, sharp action betting it, we move the price. He said, perhaps this week more so than others with player props. So he thinks it's kind of starting to lose its edge a little bit. You see this, we've all seen this all over Twitter and uh, over the last week or two, the last couple of weeks, he said, it's not really as big a secret anymore as it was. But there's probably still opportunity there, though, if you look closely. It's interesting. Pat, do you think odds makers, have they talked to you about the fact that they also (laughs) wait to see the results of some of these other games to maybe move the line a little bit we were just talking with joe Giglio from philadelphia he was talking mm-hmm. about you know the eagles need dallas to lose to washington this week for them to win the division and that's probably not going right. to happen philadelphia right now is four and a half point favorites against the giants but if dallas is mm-hmm. up big in the first half like the live line in the philly game can fluctuate have you talked to odds makers about you know other games around the league affecting lines and kind of how important live betting is this week and how they kind of judge those games right and that's that's the area that's going to be tricky for them it's the live betting and to a degree you're kind of already seeing it i mean odds makers recognize and the eagles probably recognize that they blew their opportunity at the division last weekend they can't you yeah. doubt it's really unlike i i understand that Philly lost as a huge play favorite against Arizona, but it's really unlikely that the commanders are going to beat Dallas this week. So that really does come into play more with the live betting. If Dallas gets out to a, to a, if that game's not reasonably close, Philly's going to have to say, going to have to make a decision about, okay, do we want to keep our guys in? And the answer to that question probably needs to be no, unless there's really a good reason to keep them in because you can't afford to have anybody getting injured in what would, could turn out to be a, a meaningless game. So yes, it's definitely an element, but much more to your point tied into how the live betting is going to go. And there could be some significant line fluctuation. And just look at it already. This was a Philly team that was favored against the Giants by 14 points two weeks ago. Now it's four and a half. Now, as one oddsmaker pointed out, you've got an actually capable quarterback in Tyrod Taylor out there. So that's part of the equation there. But this number's come down even from the six it opened at. Five and a half, five, now four and a half, as you pointed out. So odds makers are even kind of starting to build this into the pregame uh, lead up, thinking, okay, look, yeah. Dallas is not going to lose to Washington. We're not going to give too many points here to the Giants because this game could flip on its heels if Philly starts pulling players out. Yeah, that's a great point. The game, though, that I think is the most intriguing due to all of that is the Bills-Dolphins game. Oh, they yeah. flex that to Sunday night football, and there's a potential situation where if the Jaguars win all of a sudden now and the Steelers win, yep. right? Now the mm-hmm. Bills win and you're in, lose and you're out, or if you win, you're you're winning the AFC East. So to me, that's the most fascinating matchup to look at. Are, what where does what does the book need? Do you think that the line then moves for the Bills even more if they have to win that game? Uh, it might, based on how Sunday goes, and then subsequently right. how the betting goes. Because as you noted, it's the Sunday night game. But I think at the moment it's not going to get to three and a half until we see some of that some of Sunday evolve. Because 
One odds maker told me at the beginning of the week, this game's got to be Buffalo 3 because anything south of that, the wise guys are going to be all over Buffalo. But then he told me today, look, if we go to 3.5, we're going to have the op- the same thing happen on the other side. We're probably going to see the sharper set come in pretty quickly on Miami at that 3.5. So they're, in, they're, they're just kind of sitting right in the middle of those two numbers right now with the 3. But... Multiple odds makers have told me this week, Trista, that the public they expected the public to be all over uh, all over Buffalo in this game, and so far with at least one odds maker, they are. He's uh, one told me today the Bills are essentially to your point in a must win scenario, and the public is backing them, and it may really be a must must win because they'll know all the other results before them. And he said the public is backing them. He said I don't see any scenario where we don't need the Dolphins in this spot. And I've talked to a couple of different uh, bookmakers about this, along with the one I talked to today. And they all uh, seem to intimate that at this point. And, Dol- and the Dolphins are a little bit banged up. I mean, Mostert didn't play last week. Waddle didn't play last week. Tagovailoa is going to play. It looks like he's not questionable any longer, but he was a little dinged. Um, and Tyree Bradley Hill, Chubb's he's got injured. an ankle issue in his house, and his house caught on fire. I mean, this is a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, there are some speed bumps for the Dolphins in the road here. So uh, you can, you can see why the number is what it is, but uh, Buffalo could be in, uh, you know, Buffalo may absolutely have to win. It, it, they could they could lose, win in their in and lose in their out, even with 10 wins and a really nice second half of the season. Yeah, it's crazy. Tristan and I were talking beginning of the show. The Bills are Super Bowl good, and they might not even make the playoffs. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. Exactly. Pat, that's one. Yeah, go ahead. I was just I was just gonna say they're third at it, it, some sports books they're third fourth on the odds board generally third fourth on the odds board they're less than ten to one but they might yeah. not make the playoffs how crazy is that have you ever seen a team that's like third or fourth on the Super Bowl odds board at a, going into the final week of the regular season that may not even make the playoffs it's a it's really interesting. I don't think I have. Pat, we got about a minute and change left. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about the futures market. Like, as we're getting ready towards the playoffs, it feels like the Browns, the Rams, the Lions are kind of trendy teams right now. Maybe in the divisions, like, is there any big liabilities with the Colts and the Texans at big prices preseason? Or maybe Tampa Bay early on? Like, what can you tell us from some people you talk to, whether it be the current playoff picture or some of these division races and anything going on? Right. I think kind of the most interesting one is the AFC East, and this is with BetMGM. They are in a trouble spot with the Buffalo Bills because the, you know, Buffalo was, was, uh, you know, Buffalo and Miami were probably pretty close, but I think Buffalo was the preseason favorite. And Buffalo, the last couple of preseasons, has been a real flavor of the season in futures markets, whether it's division or Super Bowl or what have you. So Buffalo got hit in the division market pretty good preseason and then fell back as it had that mid-season, you know, hit that mid-season rut. Well, now they got as far out as 11 to 1, and people were betting 11 to 1 when Miami was minus 2,500. This was one month ago. So BetMGM is over its skis on on the Bills in the AFC East, and I've talked with other oddsmakers who are really over their skis now on Buffalo in the Super Bowl odds market because you could have gotten them as far as 40 to 1 or more when they were in that rut. And now, as you and I just talked, they are like third, fourth on the odds board to go to, to, to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be a really fascinating week. Week 18 in the NFL. He's Patrick Everson, senior reporter, Vegas Insider. Pat, always great seeing you. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. I appreciate you both. Happy New Year. Thanks, Pat. All right. When we come back, Tristan and I, it's the final week of the regular season. If you've been lucky enough to make it this far, you got to sweat on your hands. We're talking Survivor Pool. Woo! After the break. For all the marbles.
We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. BetMGM tonight, DJ Glasser, Tristan Crick, Brian Horvath, Nick Ashley with the night off. So at the start of last segment, I said, Trista, would you take Minnesota plus 13 and a half on the live line against the Pelicans? They're down 12 with 30 seconds. <laughs> To go, it's crazy when those live lines are that. That's accurate. so nuts. We Thirty seconds. Walked through it. We said actually the Pelicans do give up big leads. So yeah, maybe so. They're now down eleven. Down eleven. So a couple free throws. Pelicans maybe just dribble out the ball. And you can catch that. What a cash that would plus be. Plus thirteen and a half. Rockets are up one eleven to ninety four. They're going to beat the Nets. You were all over that one. Great call. Raptors up one fourteen to one oh six against Rough. the Grizzlies with thirty seconds to go. Dallas is all over. The, pl- uh, the Trailblazers, 93 to 63. 28, uh, 28 and a half. Did you touch yeah. that would with not, the Blazers? The, the, yeah, 129 no. and a half now. No, no, would not touch it. It does feel a little like the Blazers are going to let go of the rope. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Irving is back now from injury, so that's why that line was so big. He's having a night, too. So, yeah, absolutely not. I'm just going to focus on uh, what... I knew to be true, guys. Give me that bell, please, PJ. Give me that bell. Give it to me. Give it to me. Ring the Josh bell. I knew it. I freaking knew it. I didn't trust myself, but I knew it. I said it tonight. I said Jalen Brunson's going to have double-digit assists tonight. You did. He. I said it. That was the plus 400, that was the pl- right? Yes. Ten assists right now, and there's still what? How long to go? They just started got, the fourth just quarter. Just started the fourth quarter. My man Jalen Brunson got OG and OB on the team. Got 14 assists, and I said, oh, this is the start of something beautiful. My man cuts without the basketball. He's no slouch. Oh, my God. And it opens things up for Julius Randle. Julius Randle's having a little bit of a night as well. So, yes, Jalen Brunson with an entire quarter to go. My man, slow down so the line doesn't move too much. Past five and a half, ten assists, 23 points. So that's a bet to look at moving forward until the books kind of catch up with it. Because the line was five and a half. Oh, man. The assist number was five and a half, PJ. And I said, why not eight? Trista, that's a great call. <laughs> Could you imagine if you would have bet like 10 plus? I know. Plus? That's what I almost did. And it was plus 800 just to move that. Oh, my God, Trista. That's insane. You could have cash like a plus 600 at the start of the fourth quarter. I know. <laughs> that's the dream. That that's is unreal. the dream. Did you bro. like that trade, by the way? I the love Knicks? I love that trade. You like OG? OG is one of my, my favorite players in the league. I think he's incredibly slept on. He hasn't been used correctly, I don't think, in Toronto. And I think you, you'd move on from Nick Nurse and you have a new coach, so everything changes. His defensive role was different. Their defensive scheme was different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they don't have any shooters. His touches and usage has gone down. And I think a lot of the thing that people have commented on him is that he's, his points, his offensive production just hasn't been there. But he passes up good shots to get the ball to his teammates for better shots. Like yeah. That's a good teammate. That is. I don't think you should be holding that against somebody. Yeah, makes when, winning plays. Yeah, makes winning plays. He's a winning player. This helps New York a lot. I know they're only up two on the Bulls, but the Bulls have been really good. So is Kobe since, White. Yeah, Kobe White's I mean, been awesome. He's been really good. Like all that Zach Levine trade talk, I think the Bulls are all for it because they found something in Kobe. Like he's been... He's playing taller. He's, his def- defense tonight has been really good. He's been standing up straight, playing completely vertical, moving his feet. Like, that's not what we know from Kobe White. And the Bulls without Zach Levine are actually, like, a, a problem. They're a, they're a very good team without Zach Levine. Yeah, they're playing really well right now. Uh, only down two to the Knicks. Oh, by Timbers. the way, Clippers, we said this. I mean, you were the Suns, I cannot wait to 
just fade them in the playoffs. I, I just, I'm looking forward to it. Is, I, it Bradley Beal is just seventy like, to fifty-one. Peach Clippers. I, I, that was an easy bet. Yeah, I mean, you were all over that. You, you can't trust. You can't trust the Suns. You just can't trust them. Like no. you said. I mean, you can't trust Beal to stay healthy. Durant doesn't want to be there. Devin Booker's turning like a curmudgeon, right? He's just angry all the time, yelling at people. It's just not good vibes right there in Phoenix. Pistons are still hanging tough. They're up 79-75 on the Jazz. Utah's two-and-a-half-point favorites, nine minutes and 30 seconds to go. In the third quarter, the Pistons looking for their fourth win of the season. Kings up 21-20 on the Magic. We got that game on one of the TVs. Yeah, I love a, it. That's a good one. Were they plus three and a half, plus six and a half? It was something. Plus five and a half. Plus five yeah. and a half. Plus yeah. five and a half. And then Miami closes four and a half point dogs. They're up 13-9 early, six minutes to go 14-9 now. Yep, against the Lake Show. That's what we got going on right now. Can't trust the Lake Show. Can't trust them. Can't trust them. UCLA and Stanford are tied, so that's making us feel good, Trista. 36 to 36. Villanova's up 61-54 on Xavier. You also have Nebraska up 53 to 44 on Indiana. Notre Dame 44 to 34 on NC State. USC up 17 to 13 on Cal. Back to the NFL. We go. Final week of the regular season, Trista. Week 18. Now, I'm sure many people that obviously follow the NFL know about the survivor pools. The big one is the Circa Survivor Pool Contest. I think I might do it next year. You should. We should put in an entry together. Yeah, I like that that? idea. Let's do it. So there are four entries left, okay? The grand prize is $9 million. Oh, my God. Winner take all. It's a glorious thing. Could you imagine having one of these entries left? So they actually have listed... What teams they have left? Yes. That's great. All four of them have the Bengals left. How can you not take the Browns plus seven? How can you not How take can the you not? So they all have Cincinnati left. Two of them have New Orleans left, who are favored by three at home against Atlanta. A couple of them have Green Bay left, who are only favored by three against the Bears. And that feels like a, such a letdown spot, though, right? Like Jordan Love's and been awesome. And the Bears awesome. are playing really good football. As they late. are. Playing really good football. good. All four have Las Vegas left. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Broncos at home. All four of them have New England left. Belichick's final game, 15 in a row against the Jets. You have a couple with Houston left, small favorites against the Colts. You got a person who has Pittsburgh left. They're at Baltimore, even though they're favorite. You got one with Detroit left, who's at home. So those are kind of the teams that you're looking at. Trista, if it was up to me... I would go with the Patriots this week. I would go Pats. I know the Bengals are favored by seven. Mathematically, that is the correct choice. Yeah, yes. But that we're not talking about math here, we're not, are we? We're, we're not. talking about nine we're million dollars. And also, I mean, like, don't you feel like at least if you're one of these four people left, don't you feel like at least two of the other three entries are going to take the Bengals? For sure. You okay. have to play to win, right? So you have to so play someone one. has Pittsburgh, bunch of people have Pittsburgh, Detroit is an option, Cincy is an option, Browns is an option, Patriots is an option, Saints are an option. Correct. And those are the only ones. Those are the only ones. I'm going I'm going New England. I would put my 9.2 million dollar lifeline on Bill Belichick, Bailey Zappi, and the New England Patriots to defeat those New York Jets. Yeah, I get that. I just feel like would you go with the would you go with the Bengals? I think I would take Lions. 
You would take the Lions. The Lions would be my bet All for right. sure. So one person has the Lions left. So, so you only would go one. With so if only one. Yeah. So. Does is there any team that all of them have? Cincinnati, New England, and Las Vegas. So you'd have to do probably either Cincinnati or New England are the choices that we can say. Let's choose yeah, I between. I could take Vegas and I think, the Broncos. Yeah, I think I would take Patriots over Cincinnati. Mm. You would you would rock with the Patriots? Um, I would rock with the Patriots as well over Cincinnati. It just feels like you've got a Browns team that yes, like. But ultimately, what does Cincinnati have to play for? They're, they're the playing thing. nobody, right? They're playing no. none of their guys. Joe Mixon's probably not going to play. Jamar Chase not going to play. T. Higgins has been banged up, so he's certainly not going to play. Like, so it's just like steady doses of Drew Sample. Yeah. What's going to be the best unit on the field by far in that game, even without Miles? Browns Garrett? defense, right? Easy, right? Even without Miles Garrett, so. And look, I know Jeff Driscoll is not good, but I trust Stefanski. He's going to be coach of the year. for Look at what he's done with Flacco. I mean, it's insane, right? So I think they're going to develop a pretty decent game plan. It's a division game. The Browns and Stefanski have really done well against Zach Taylor and the Bengals. So I would be nervous of that game if I was the Bengals. Trista, if you were in one of these situations as one of these people are, what what would like? where would you watch the game? What would you do? At home. Yeah. At home, alone, in a closet. Would you, like, be standing the entire time? Would you be, like... Sitting, standing, sitting, sitting standing, pacing, pacing. What's, what's your, like, nervous pose? Is it, like, the hands on the head? Is it this, the... Is this one? you just be doing that for yeah, three this, hours. this, that. Hand over face, biting the fist. Just grab, putting my hands over my eyes. Would you hedge with any amount of money? So, like, would you take... One, would you take New England... And then would you hedge with? What the would you G- have to get a loan? You'd have to get a loan. Yeah, you would have to. You'd have to ask a bank and say, "Hey, these are the these are the teams." But like, what? How many teams would you have to take? No, just just the just the ones that everybody be, else. Yeah, is gonna because take. Even, so there's four left. You just yeah. split the prize, right? right so exactly. you're just worried about your entry. So, like, obviously, I know a majority of people don't have, like, X amount of dollars laying around, right? You have but to get a loan. You have bank. to get a loan. And would you just, like, I mean, for $9.2 million, right? Like you- Or zero. So you'd have to, yeah, like, split up $9 million four ways, and then three of those four ways you you hedge. But then you could just ask everybody to split the pot, couldn't you? I mean, well, you probably don't know who these people are. You don't know. We got Circus Master, Indiana Jet, Jax Jags, and L.A. Joneser. That's who we got. God, I want to meet them. Yeah. I do. What would your entry name be? It ain't crickin' if you got it. It ain't crickin' if you got it. Do you know the term? I don't. It ain't trickin' if you got it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just look it up. All we'll right. just keep a kid kid show. Kid show. You could have done Crick's Picks. Crick's Picks? Yeah. Could have done that in your Survivor entry. That's right. I feel like I could just be like the glass man or something. The like glass that. man off the glass. Off the glass. If I see answer. off the glass man I'll, and oh, he's in the final the glass man. final weekend, I'll say, hey, Peach, let's go to the store and let's take you shopping. If you had Dallas available this week as a Cowboys fan, would you take them? No. You couldn't do it. Could not do that. You couldn't have your own team. No, you, you can't like do that. that. No, you can, you can't. Cause how about the heartbreak? That's like. I mean, I might, I might go to Jerry's World and bomb it <laughs> if, if they cost me nine million dollars oh, uh, because yeah. they end up losing to the Commanders in DC. That's absolutely insane.
So that is that is the entries that are left. I'm surprised none of these people have Tampa left, honestly. They probably used them against Carolina the first time around that they played or in another game. But I, I wouldn't use Tampa this week. I think Carolina could win that game against them, so I'd be nervous there. Also interesting, none of these entries have Jacksonville. Again, they played Carolina last week, so maybe they use them then. But uh, I thought that would be a team that would maybe be available. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Cincinnati, I wouldn't do. New Orleans, I wouldn't do. Don't trust Derek Carr and Dennis Allen as a favorite. No, no way. Uh, Green Bay. Can't do it. Cannot who, do who it. Who are you liking that game? Green Bay. I, I like Green Bay enough, but not for $9 million. No chance. Not as a survivor pick against the Bears. No chance. Feels like the Bears could easily win that game. Yeah. You going to be high on the Bears next year? I think I am. Where are you on the whole Justin Fields or draft a quarterback argument? I think if you give Justin Fields pieces, more pieces, and you trade that number one pick for more picks and more guys, you could come away with a really good roster. King's Ransom. King's yeah. Ransom. 100%. I mean, this is going to be one of the most, I would say, sought-after picks in NFL history. Oh, yeah. And think about how many teams are going to be in the hunt. So many. Right? It's going like, to be a bidding oh, war. Man, you could have the Giants who are willing to trade up. You could have the Patriots who are willing to trade up. Washington might be willing to trade up, right? If they have, like, the third yes. pick to move up there, I mean... Especially if you want Marvin Harrison, right? Oh, like, yeah. So say you trade with someone and you know that the other team that has the number two pick also needs a quarterback, so you figure out a way to get Marvin Harrison. You also have a multitude of more picks. You probably are getting another young player. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're getting uh, somebody on the defense or a transcendent offensive lineman, something that you need. Yep. I mean, they need a lot. They do. The defense has been much better. The pass rush since the sweat trade yes. has been excellent. It's been very good. And that's another reason why I agree with you and why I would trade the pick and hang on to field is because their GM, Ryan Poles, has shown the ability to draft well in the other rounds. Yes. Like, he's gotten some really good defensive pieces in the second round. He traded for DJ Moore, traded for Montez Sweat. Like, the guy clearly has a good eye for talent and evaluating it. So, the thing I keep going back to, Trista, is we're talking about the sports town of Chicago. They already took Trubisky over Mahomes. They already decided to hang on to Fields and trade the number one pick one more time. Are they willing to do that for a third time? Are they willing to trade the number one pick or, you know, for for the third straight time and not get their quarterback? I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when you have the history and those wounds, I understand why. But who's to say that Caleb Williams is going to be the guy right away? Who's to say? Who's to say that you're not going to see Jaden Daniels? Because cause think about this. Even if Justin Fields is not your guy and you want Marvin Harrison, maybe you like Jaden Daniels. Maybe you like Michael Penix. If you have Michael Penix and you have Marvin Harrison and you have maybe waiting in the wings and maybe you trade Justin Fields to somebody for, I don't know, third-round pick. Now you got all, a bevy of picks, Marvin Harrison, Michael Penix. And what do you have? Like, a lot. You do. You do. It's going to be really interesting. Bears are in a great situation. Can't wait to see what they do. PJ Glasser, Trista Crick, wrap up the show next. Bet MGM tonight.
It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. DJ Glass with Tristan Crick, BetMGM Tonight. Tristan, the first half we watched Providence score three points in ten minutes. And tonight we're watching UCLA Thank God. have two made field goals in the last 15 minutes of Thank game God. time. So That's what we want to see. This, That's the kind of This is what, Tom what I decided to bet on and what I decided to tell you is that, you know, we're just going to bet on teams that decide that they just don't want to make shots tonight. He sent me the bet slip, guys. I I sent, it was a physical bet slip. I sent her the bet slip. I said, Trista, last time... You tail me on college hoops. We had a winner. Let's do it we again. We did. I said, I'll tail. I'll ride for that. And, uh, and uh, good thing yeah. I only put a little bit on, on that because yep. it lost uh, in the first 14 minutes of our show. Sure did. <laughs> there was no way to sweat it. The, the parlay was dead. That... We were not getting laid tonight, No, PG. we were not. Just, uh, <laughs> Sean we... Levine, the sports machine. Or as my friend and my mom will say, it's actually the sports machine, Sean Levine, not Sean Levine, the sports machine. Sports machine, Sean Levine. Very nice. Anyway, so all that to say, sad. Sad boy season, sad girl season. We'll go back to the well tomorrow because back you, PJ, oh, yeah. are back with us for the rest of the week, which I am very excited about. I am, too. It's great to see. I know. It's been a while, Tristan, since we've done a show together. Now we get to do three in a row. Back so. like seats on the Cadillac, Peach. Very exciting. It's very exciting for all the, the listeners as well. I'm sure they're thrilled. We're going to give them great content. We're going to give them a bunch of winners like we always do. Magic are up 34-31 to 31 on the Kings. Ten minutes to go, second quarter. Knicks pulling away from the Bulls, 108-95. One, one OG and an OB3 is all I need, and I need this lead to continue to persist. Mm. I need Knicks by eight and a half. Nine. I need OGN and OB two threes. Jalen Brunson, a 12 assists tonight. My God. Uh, Julius Randle hit 20 points. He has 33. I had a good beat on, on how this game was going to go. Yeah. So if my man OGN and OB doesn't have two threes tonight, he will be dead to me. Dead. Let's hope he gets you one more three. Just. I know. Hope he gets you one more three. You got four minutes and 13 seconds to try and get that three. Got a low-scoring game going on in Heat and Lakers, 25-18. Shocking. There Two goes, anemic offenses. There goes Jaime Jaquez playing back in L.A., Los Angeles. So I drove by Crypto.com Arena, right, when I was driving on the highway when I was in uh, L.A. Never been inside. Do you like Do you like the arena? Yeah, it's pretty good. good. It's okay. I mean, like it's not bad. Like a lot bad. better for Laker games, I assume, than Clippers. It's f- I mean, either way is fine. Okay. Like, if you have good seats at that arena, you're feeling great. You know, the... There's this room that I particularly love, and it's like the sweet treat room. Actually, it's like a it's a VIP sort of snack room. You can go in there whenever, and they have some of the best sweets. They have Sour Patch Kids. They have all of these sour candies. They've got ice cream. You can put stuff on top. They've got really good popcorn, three different kinds of popcorn, yep. and they let you... Like, basically take these big bowls and plastic bags, and you just fill them up. And the poor kid in me, when I go in there, 
I just absolutely go crazy. It's a sugar rush, and I just fill it scoop by scoop. I've got one big popcorn size filled. I don't put popcorn in there. I put candy in there, Peach. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? What's your go-to candy? I love Sour Patch Kids. I like the watermelon ones a lot. I like the the regular ones a ton. I love Milk Duds. Mm. Love Milk Duds. Like over Twix? Or... Yeah, I love Milk Duds over Twix, oh, of course. Uh, I don't like the whatever is in the Twix. Caramel, you know. No, I love caramel. Uh, What's the little like the the bread part of the Twix that I don't like? Yeah, I whatever know. that crunchy part of the Twix Delicious. is, I could do without. Right, I guess enough. it's not nougat. It's like it's like got to be some sort of crumbly bread component. So find me the ingredients, Scott. It's like a this. cookie. It's a cookie. Yeah. yeah, the cookie part don't like it. What about Starburst and Skittles? I love Starburst. Love Skittles. Uh, Twizzlers? No. Out on Twizzlers. Mm -hmm. Love licorice, though. Red licorice. They have an Australian kind. When I would go to... So, no joke. This is like a little bit of insight into me in Portland. I probably went to Lowe's when I was in Portland helping my mom out with the house. Probably a hundred times I went to Lowe's. Think about that. I'm out there for two months. I went to Lowe's maybe a hundred times. Sometimes four or five times a day to get stuff. Because clearly that I just didn't know that I needed things. And they had uh, Australian licorice at the Lowe's. And it's the only place I was able to get it. Red Australian licorice. And I would go over there like a crack fiend looking looking for the Australian licorice. That was one of the... One of the highlights of the Lowe's trips. Did they greet you at Lowe's like they do when you walk into Moe's and they go, Welcome to Moe's, and they go, Welcome to Lowe's. No, but they did start to recognize my I'm face. I'm sure they did. You were a regular. Oh, come in there, all tan, rocking just a sports bra and and uh and like my leggings and they're like, Whoa, we don't get we don't get many of these little biddies in here. I think I've been to a Lowe's like five times in my life. I think. Yeah, you'll get there. 30s and up. Got to do some stuff for around the house. Might get there. Someday. We'll see. I even went to the the boutique rock quarry in Portland four times to make French drains. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a a good good time. But yeah, love the candy at the crypto. Very nice. When I was out, uh, so I went to Santa Monica Pier for Uh the first time. Not a fan at all. Yeah, it's very trashy. Very trashy. It's very trashy. Not the best crowd. You learned. You learned. Disgusting. Yeah. Well, you know, you see it on TV all these years. It's like when you there's a game at SoFi, you. they go to Santa Monica Pier. When I was there this summer, I did all of the touristy <laughs> stuff. I love Griffith Observatory. Oh, it's amazing. That's fantastic. So... I thought about it was just going to be way too crowded, but I was like, watching the fireworks on New Year's Eve would be really cool there, right? Yeah. But, I mean, we never did it because we're like, that's going to be a nightmare. That's like La La Land. That'd be basically like La La Land. Yeah. You at Griffith Observatory <laughs> exactly. watching the ball drop. We went to a place called Duke's in Malibu for Yeah, I've ever... been to Duke's. Did you ever get the hula pie? No, I've never had that. Oh, it's good. God, Is so there good. pineapple in there? No, there's not. There's no pineapple. But that was very good. We did that. I'm trying to think if we did anything else. This I time. need to go with you to LA. It's very clear that that's something that needs to happen. You need a well, shepherd. We got to play some golf out in LA. You we need a shepherd, that. Peach. You need a cultural shepherd. I do. Because you're going to places that clearly you should not be going well, to. Well, you're going to probably take me to some like nightclub or something. Why would that... I take you? Do I seem like the nightclub no, kind of person? You don't, I'm but... not taking you to Delilah's, Peach. You don't even have a shirt. It fits. <laughs> Pete showed me a photo, Scott, 
We got to talk about this photo. It was a send gift. It to, send it to Dylan. Send him the photo so that he can put this up on the screen. No, I know we have enough minutes. I'm doing it. We've got plenty of minutes. We've got plenty of minutes. So, oh, Peach, yoy, I said, yoy. Peach, send me, send me a photo of you and your buddies at the Rose Bowl. And he went and did that. And I said, Peach, you are drowning in this jersey. Did you it not? It was a free jersey. Who cares? That I got. Right. Who cares? It's a free swag. I'll look like an offensive lineman. Well, did for you free get swag. it that day? No, I didn't get How it. How long day. ago did you I get don't it? No, I got it pretty recently. Oh my God, it's not loading. Yeah, Such a see, bad that's deal. That's a sign. That's your own. He's probably PJ is, is probably one thirty soaking wet at maximum. That's just not true. Probably Pro- like one fifty. Uh, probably no, yeah, one fifty. Probably like one thirty five. Yeah, yeah, probably one thirty five <laughs> soaking fair. wet. PJ, that's fair. That was pretty accurate. Yeah. And PJ is wearing a jersey that like. Andrew Whitworth could probably <laughs> fit. And it'd probably be like slightly loose on mm-hmm. Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. He is absolutely swimming in it. He could have just am. moved in. Yeah. He, it had a room for me inside. You know what? It was sunny out there. I forgot my sunscreen. I wanted something that would it went. It was, a, it was a jersey, and it went to his wrist. Oh, it did. Peach. It did. Yeah. I, was I don't know what's going on. You know on. why? Because Looking it was... like one of my kids in a, in a NHL goaltender yes. sweater with the wide sleeves. That's what it was. It was because the jersey on the back of it said second and 26. So where it would be like the last name, it said second and, and then the number was 26. It was paying homage to Devontae Smith touchdown against Georgia in the national championship game. So because that was Bama in the title game, they're in the playoff, I thought I'd wear the jersey. thought it was good luck. thought it was good luck. Was it good luck? It was not well, good luck. Well, I wore it against Georgia in the SEC title game, and they won that. So I thought, you know, I'd bring it out again for the Rose Bowl. Didn't work out. So probably not going to wear that jersey again. Yeah, I said, Peach, we got to get you to an alteration station. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think to tailor like jerseys and stuff. And he said... Uh, that's an unnecessary amount of money. And I said, you just told me the jersey was free, Peach. <laughs> so I think that's, he can splurge that's true. on the on the memorabilia. Yeah. And all of his friends had jerseys that fit perfectly. Perfectly. The guy next to him had tight jeans and like <laughs> and had like uh, had like Chelsea boots on. And Peach is well, over he's, there. He's a Southern Alabama boy. <laughs> like, yes, he is. Like the eight year old little brother coming with them to the Rose Bowl. I'm like, that's, that's right. why I love Peach. So no, I'm not taking you to a nightclub. Thank okay? you. I appreciate it. That's not my scene. So. Unless we want to turn that jersey into a dress. <laughs> yeah, that To would a not body be good. con for you with a belt or <laughs> something like that. So oh, I got to take you out there, Well, what's Peach. your favorite thing to do in L.A.? Like, if you were there for a day, what would you have I would to rent, do? I would, I would love to rent some beach cruisers with you. We can go from maybe... Say, like, Marina Del Rey all the way up to Malibu and then go to the farm. Take them down to Venice. Take them to Venice. Take them to Venice. Let them see that area. They have a little boardwalk. So you can can ride the bike on the boardwalk from Marina Del Rey, and you can go right through Venice. I've got a perfect little spot called Jolina that I love or maybe Juicy, depending on what the weather's like and what day, time of the day. Sister restaurants, fantastic food, fantastic people watching. The vibe is incredible. Mm. That's but like, but that's kind of my it's scene. It's such a big city. Like it's, uh, I mean, it's just little pockets. There's so much that you need. There's, but and then the traffic. It's just like it takes you a while to get to certain places. It does. Yeah. We got to pack a knapsack, Peach. We We're going do. on a trip. We're going on a trip. I'm looking forward to it. Is LA one of your favorite cities? Oh, absolutely. I miss LA every day. Yeah, Scott loves it too. Big Beautiful LA. weather. Love big, it. Big LA Beautiful guy. people. Oh my God, you walk and your mouth just drops. One time I ran into Khaleesi. And oh. I didn't know it was her in Amelia Venice. Sure. And I was on the phone. I go, 
I think I just passed Khaleesi. And I turned around and she kind of like did that. So funny. Oh, she's tiny. Yeah. Anyway, LA's filled with that. Filled with, right. You probably walk by movie stars all the time. Mm-hmm. Very good. I do like LA. The weather's lovely. Let's I, see. I did OG it. and Anobi let me down? Yes, he did. You You're dead did. to me, OG. OG. Uh, they do cover the number. He went one for four, OG. That's not the kind of three-point percentage we want. Everything else hits except for him. You're a bum. Mm, there you go. Stanford is also up six with three minutes to go. So it looks like UCLA is not going to cover, which makes us feel better. A nice win for the Knicks. 116-100 over the Bulls. Trista, this was a great time. We'll do it again tomorrow. Let's do it again tomorrow. Let's do it again tomorrow. Trista Crick, PJ Glasser. Make sure you guys check out the BetMGM Tonight podcast. A lot of great stuff on there. A lot of great guests. We talk golf. We talk some college football. We talk some NFL. Make sure you go check it out. We'll see you tomorrow. That's a wrap. Another show is in the books. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 7 p.m.